Sitters, what's good? This is uh, a little different than normal for us. Uh, we just have a uh, little thing we gotta gotta talk about for a minute. Um, we got a, a a friend of the of the front porch. Um, Christian Neely is going through some some tough times again. He's been battling some some illnesses for you know at least a year now. I think maybe two. Um, but just wanted to let everybody know that here at the front porch, we're uh, we're praying for the Neely family and Christian and and uh, you know strong dude man. So I know he's gonna come back and, and and be better than ever after this this latest little setback that he's had. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, we just ask here at the front porch if you are a praying person, um, we would sure appreciate it. And I know the family would sure appreciate any thoughts or prayers um, that you could shoot up for the guy. Uh, I talked with his brother today. He's definitely fighting and battling. And, and, and as far as I understand, it's, everything is um, where it needs to be as is right now. But uh, thoughts and prayers are most certainly appreciated. Get better soon, Christian. Prayers from the front porch. Uh, so we have a sponsor. It is JW Weaponry. Guys, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. They're the best gun dealer around. They are better than anyone else. Go see them. Good people. Good guns. Uh, that being said, this is Bradford Douglas along with Joey Edge and Chris Martinez, and we are from Porch City. Excellent intro other than the little cough, Brad. <laughs> Going to get a little lighter now. He's still dying over there. I know. It's pretty, it's pretty rough. It's because he's got an ugly shirt Just on. Just go ahead and cough, man. Shit. Uh-huh. Get it, get it out, big dog. All right. You may beat on your back a little yeah, bit. You sure? Good. All right, I what got you now. Hell is going on. Didn't have to be part of the show. Well, now it is. All right. Suggestions, <laughs> right? Yeah. Do you want to talk about anything that you did this weekend? Did you do anything fun? Uh well, if I thought I had a thing, I means no. Same. Um, nah, nothing, nothing noteworthy. I'm getting hey, ready. I do have something to say real quick. If anybody is worth a shit at taping and mudding and they want to help a brother out in my uh, in my detached garage that I'm turning into a man cave, please, for the love of God, in the next three days, please come help me. I will pay you in food or, or money. I don't care at this point. I just can't stand it, and I'm really, really bad at it. So anybody, if you're listening and you feel like you, the, the, you need to help, if you just you really want to help me, Please call me or, or text me or, or message me on Facebook or Twitter or anything. I really don't care. Just anything. It's been ticking my ass because I have no time. And then the time I do have, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Sorry, man. Can't help. And I suck at it on top of all that. So. Out of town those days. Yeah. I'll be out of town. Yeah. Whatever. Jackasses. <laughs> Anyways. All right. We're good. But, uh, so we got what we got first. Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, we've had we had sitter suggestions. Yeah, um, Jared Scott sent the first question about the Hall of Fame, our favorite player in the Hall of Fame, which we're going to say the same guy. So I'm going to go with a different guy, um, and then our favorite moment from from those guys. So I'm going to let you lead this one off. Yeah, I mean we definitely had the same player. Um, I mean it's pretty it's easy. obvious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty easy for me. It's Ed Reed. Um, I, I I remember watching that guy play with the Ravens specifically. I mean. I got to count him a little bit in Miami, but not very much. Mainly just highlights, never really live. Right. But with the Ravens, dude, that he was by far the best safety that I think I maybe have ever seen play the game. Uh, Belichick agrees. I, yeah, I was just about so, to say I saw a little clip of Belichick and Brady talking about it, and it was fantastic. Yeah, so if you have their respect, then you already had mine. It just is uh, amplified a little bit. But my favorite memory, there's so many, but I think the one, one college and one pro, so I'm cheating a little bit, Jared. Um but the, the one in college was when he's in the tunnel, um, and somebody asked him, Edge, you all right? And he was like, hell no, I'm not all right. I'm hurt, dog. 
he he goes on and on. And I always thought they were losing. He was talking about he had laid, laid, laid on the line for his teammates, etc., etc. No, they were winning like twenty-one to three at the time, or something like that. He was just a competitor. And then the other one is his uh, the hundred nine yard like interception return. I believe it was against the Colts, maybe. Not totally sure. It was definitely in the dome. But like he shouldn't have took the ball out of the end zone nine yards deep. Yeah, I guess he should have. Hundred nine yards later, it worked out. But I mean. Uh, it, it was easy for both of us. Joey's just going to give us one more just so we don't have the same one. Yeah, no, I, I agreed with Ed. He, Man, there's not one play that I can just say was my favorite for Ed Reed because he seemed to be everywhere all the time. He was knocking folks out. He was making big plays in the passing game. Like, dude was just everywhere. And then him and Ray Lewis together on that defense were sick. I loved watching them play. I, They're just alpha males and alpha leaders. Like, like, I mean, they, they were just – they were great players, like Hall of Famers, but they were also great leaders in just alpha freaking males. Right. I think there was a clip I believe I saw where um, I think the firefighters in Baltimore would come clean up, like, clean up tape and stuff off the uh, – like, the first responders in the locker room. And I remember Ed Reed was in an interview, in the middle of an interview with a reporter, and he stops everything he's doing – and he just starts going off on his teammates. Like, why the hell do you have these first responders in here? We appreciate them, but why are they picking up your garbage? And, like, that's not a winning locker room kind of thing. He went on and on to say, like, you know, you're, y'all are dead-ass wrong for this. And so, just like the little things, I don't think it's coincidence that those little things turn into champions and, and things like that. So, I like that guy. Yeah, same. I mean, like I said, like you said, I'm going to go with somebody different because – Obviously, we could both do Ed Reed, and it'd be pretty easy. Um, but Tony Gonzalez, man, that dude, first of all, best tight end in the history of the game. Don't at me. Don't care. I love Gronk. I love Gronk. Most talented was probably Gronk. But Tony G, the longevity. And, yeah, I was going to say longevity. Yeah, I mean, he he was just been so good for so long. But And I don't have a play in particular with him that really stands out. But just the fact that he was such a good human being and every locker room he went into, everybody always had comments about how great of a person he was and how he truly cared about the guy next to him and, and the guy next to him and then the guy next to him. Like He was just a genuinely good human being and a great teammate. And I, I mean, like I said, I think he's I think he's probably the greatest tight end of all time. But if not, he's definitely top two to three. And that's not arguable. Yeah, so you won't even get an argument here for me. Um, I think it's kind of, not ironic, but I think I don't think it is a coincidence that both guys that were named just now were also exceptional players, but in in addition to that, were great teammates. Right, like, great teammates, great leaders, handled their business on and off the field. Like you never heard of those guys. I think that there's a correlation between being a, a damn good teammate and a, a good player and a, and a damn leader, and also being an exceptional player and then getting results. Like they got results. I mean, young kids, listen to that. <laughs> the man knows what he's talking about. Yeah, for sure. So what else we got? Uh, uh, well, I, I wanted, and I talked to you about this off air, but I want to get into uh, next year's Hall of Fame class. I saw a tweet, and it said, uh, "It said of these three, which one is a for sure Hall of Famer?" And it was Reggie Wayne, it was Patrick Willis, and Troy Polamalu. I'm going to ask you of those three, Oof. one, two, or three. Do they all get in? Do one of them get in? Does none of them get in? Do two of them get in? You tell me. I mean. For me, I like Troy. I like Troy. I got a little bit of insight there on Troy. Palmo. I like him. Um, I don't know about Patrick Willis, man. I don't know. Here's my... Th- Reggie Wayne. I feel like Reggie Wayne, yes. 
To me, Reggie Wayne's a first ballot guy. Yeah, I, I think I, he deserves to be in. Agree. I think he's like tenth in receiving yards, tenth in receiving uh, receptions in his career. Like that's he's the easiest one for me of the three. By far the easiest one. I don't think the other two should ever be in. You ever. think so? No. And here's why: Patrick Willis wasn't there long enough. He no. played seven full seasons and then a half season, I think, if I remember correctly. And he was very good in those seven full seasons and and the half of the eighth season. He was very good, but is it the Hall of Very Good or is it the Hall of Fame? Yeah. And with Palomalu, that dude's like 297th in career tackles. Right. He had 12 career sacks and not very many interceptions. He made very he made a lot of splash plays in a very short amount of time, and then he got beaten coverage a shit ton because he was trying to make splash plays all the time. I can speak on that. And so I think I'm probably about to talk myself out of my story. <laughs> right. So I know a couple guys who know a couple guys, but I know like for example Kendall Pope. Um, played with he played with Troy for a brief period and they said Dick LeBeau would tell them in their meetings if Troy says he's gone somebody better take over his responsibility so Troy would just freelance be like yeah I'm gone and he'd go make a splash play right <laughs> but he had the freedom to do that because a lot of the time he was right and he would make a splash play but then there were times like you said he'd it'd be a bust in the coverage somebody would be running wide ass open or um, he would bust his own assignment. He didn't tell somebody he was gone, or he would just make mistakes. Um, and then I also got that from a second source, a guy I coached with in D-Land, he's Polynesian, knows people that know Troy, and same exact, same, those two guys, Kendall Pope and V, don't know each other, same exact story. I'm like, this guy really just got to do whatever the hell he wanted. Uh, you could tell that. You so, could. So, yeah, I just talked myself out of, out of the vote for him. I think he's a good <laughs> safety. Um, like you said, I don't think it's a Hall of Good or a Hall of Very Good. I think it waters it down. Like I don't, I don't think you can put Patrick Willis, who was an exceptional Mike linebacker. I, you know, I how I'm about backers, but I don't think you can put him in the same conversation with Ray Lewis. Like they don't. It's just not the same. And then there's tons of other guys aside from Ray Lewis that he just doesn't belong in that same conversation. Right? Was he very good for those seven years? Hell yeah, he was. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I agree did. with that. I feel like Reggie Wayne is the only one that should be in. Right. I'm go- okay. Well, how about that? Hey, agree. I thought we were going to disagree about that. I did well, too. Well, we did at first because I, did, I didn't. I thought Troy yes, and then I talked myself out of it once I actually started thinking about it. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. Um. What about uh? What's the next one? I don't have my list in front of me. Oh, uh, the the new trend, the new trend of uh, running backs sitting out. Just players in general, but running backs is what we're going to talk about today. Hey, Brad. Hey, can you tell uh, can you tell people to like and retweet our stuff real quick, please? Guys, will you please like, retweet, five star, <laughs> do all those cool things uh, because it's free and it helps out the front porch, and we like our job. Brad had so much energy there. He had so much damn energy, you guys. Hey, listen, let's try this again. Here's what we need you to do. Please, like, retweet, subscribe. That's the key. Subscribe, subscribe. All it's going to do is give you a little notification. Hey, the boys did the porch last night. Then you can go turn it on at least for about a minute. Find a minute that you like, listen for a minute, turn the shit off. That's fine. If that's what you want to do, it's a mistake, but you're allowed to do that. Like and retweet! There you go. That's better, Brad. It's good content, man. We're, we're getting to the point where it's football season. Fucking fake energy, man. <laughs> we're getting to the point where it's football season. We're, we're doing a little bit of college football, a little bit of NFL coming up. I'm excited about it. Yeah, the, no doubt. The sure. sitter should be... Should be it, Freaking A, man. The sitters should be excited about it. Brad should be excited about it. Damn it. All right. Running back. Sitting out. Chris. You got Zeke. You got Melvin Gordon. 
right. What are your thoughts in general as a total whole situation mm-hmm. on people, players, whatever, sitting out? Go. So on their contract, right? That's what you're talking about? That's what the question is referencing. When they're sitting out, they still have time on their contract looking for a new deal. Right. Okay. So for me, there's two perspectives here. You can be the fan of a team or you can be just an objective person from the outside looking at it. I feel like either way, why do you give a damn? And, and I'll tell you why. So if you're a fan of a team and the guy sits out, especially at the running back position, uh, Joey, didn't you just say that somebody got cut three times, four times, five times, came in and, and did damn near the same thing as the guy they were paying a whole lot of money? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that up whenever okay, you so talk about that, that guy. So I'm going to give credit to Jake Kennedy for this question real quick, but then go ahead. All right, okay. So on this, how I feel about it is, like, for example, Le'Veon Bell. He gave up $14 million. $14 million the Steelers did not have to pay. James Conner comes in, he's getting paid a hell of a lot less, gives him similar production out of the running back position for a damn discount. So, saves your team, if you're a fan, a whole lot of money. Now, that may be your favorite player, but your favorite player has his own personal interest. So, either respect it or don't. Either way, your team got good production. I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't make the playoffs this past year. They did the previous three years with Le'Veon Bell, and they did not his rookie year. So, so you think I'm asking you a question, and just truthfully, you think if Le'Veon Bell's on the roster, that they make the playoffs? No, I do not. Me either. I don't think I don't think there's any correlation. I, I don't think it would have mattered. I think Connor gave them enough. And ask fantasy owners. We had guys want to do fantasy podcasts. Hey, the the son bitch did numbers. So I don't think it's on James Connor is the reason that they didn't make the playoffs. As Le'Veon Bell's there, I feel like he does the same, maybe a little bit more, but not enough to push him to the playoffs. He's not going to have another 406-touch season. He's not. <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he sat out, you think he's going to be okay in the meetings? We're like, hey, Le'Veon, you're going to have 406 touches again this year. Shit, no. He'll have a hamstring. He'll have, Listen, y'all know how this thing goes. If they don't want to play, they're not going to play. So he's going to forfeit game checks just like he did. Cost, <laughs> save the Steelers money, still got the same production. Right? Yeah, I agree with you. I was just All I'm right. just playing devil's advocate because really, somebody because yeah, somebody really, else said that. Yeah, and you I, don't really want to. No. My thing was I disagree. Yeah, my thing is with the Steelers not making the playoffs. Like, okay, Big Ben was banged up again. Antonio Brown was banged up or, or fighting Ben Roethlisberger. That locker room was a shit show at best. Yeah, it's toxic as hell. I don't know why it's toxic, but it's toxic. Oh, who who could ever wonder why it's toxic? Yeah. I know a certain couple of people that don't know wonder why it's toxic. Couldn't start at the top, could it? Never starts at the top. It never does. Anyway. I didn't think so. Yeah. So, back to the guys currently. Tell me tell me specifically, I'm going to go with both of them, because there's two in, in question right now. One of them is Ezekiel Elliott, okay. and the other one is Melvin Gordon. Specifically with Ezekiel Elliott, should, I mean, are you okay with him sitting? Because he said, he said the last two days that he if he doesn't get a new contract he will not play baseball I'm watching baseball sorry he will not play football this year okay so here, here's how I feel about this <clears throat> damn because I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to order my thoughts here because because I, I had another point so the other perspective is the damn sorry my the fault that's no, okay the, the fan so you're either the fan of the team or you're somebody that's objective on the outside if you're objective on the outside I don't see why why you care if somebody wants to damn four foot money to damn play the lottery and try and hopefully hit it bigger next year. Like, if if you told me, Chris, you can sit out your this these three months of your job, uh, you're not going to get paid for it. But when you come back in that fourth month, somebody may pay you triple, maybe quadruple what you're making right now. That's my mo. I can do that. 
You never count another man's bread. I've been told that from a long time. Never count another man's money. So I, I, I had to be delicate here. I just don't understand why. I, I just don't understand the uh, infatuation with somebody that's not a fan of a team. Why they have such a strong opinion on somebody else forfeiting money? I, I don't. I don't get that. Like that's his life. That's his job. That's his money. That's that's his God-given ability that he is making decisions about. It's not yours. I don't know. It's just that part is whole. I've never understood it. It's weird to me. And I always side with the athlete. I always, I'm always going to side with the athlete. Always, always, always. I mean, it, the NFL is not for long. They're not in the year. They're not going to be in in this whole deal um, long. But back to your question with Zeke, the problem, the problem with their situation, which what makes it unique, is the fact that they have to pay three guys. They only have money to pay two guys. So Zeke's coming. I mean, uh, Dak's contract is coming up sooner. Right this year, yeah, and then Cooper, right? There are they extending him, or is his contract coming up as well? I'm pretty sure that this is. I really, I don't, I can't answer that question. No, because we'll sure. get ripped apart. So I'm yeah. not sure, but I do know that Zeke's is not. So he is the one that they can put on the back burner because his contract is not up yet. So he knows if he sits back and lets them pay, lets them pay Dak and lets them pay Cooper, which they should do, which they probably will do, then he's not going to get a piece of this pie. He's going to pay for five million dollars. Uh, a year, which is a lot of money, but not not his worth. And then he could get hurt. He might not. But either way, he's not going to get paid. Most likely, Dallas will probably deal him next year, anyways, because they don't have a damn option to pay him. They don't have enough money. Yeah, they got to pay Lawrence. They got to pay all them guys. Jalen Smith, the linebacker, his contract is coming up soon. They got a lot. They got to pay a lot of people. Yeah, Lawrence is done, but Jalen Smith is coming up. Well, I'm saying his money's already tied up. Right. Like, that, that's why the cap. I, that's why there's not as much room. I'm with you. Right. So if he doesn't do it now, he's not going to get it. So. I just don't understand the issue with him. I mean, okay, should he play through the contract? Yeah, maybe. But this is damn 2019 now, so that shit's over with. Like, maybe the bigger question is why does why does the NFL have a hard salary cap? Why can't why can't they have a damn soft salary cap with luxury tax? Uh, yep, I don't know. So why why can't they do that? Why can't why can't they pay those guys? And then if they go over the penalty, then they pay them a percentage of that number like, as a luxury tax. Lakers do it every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Maybe that's the real question. So I, I don't, I don't have a problem with Zeke forcing himself. Damn, y'all heard the saying: the damn squeaky wheel gets the grease. So if he sits back, he's not going to get paid. I don't care what they say. We're working the deal. Blah blah blah. Whatever, whatever. He's not going to get paid. And, and to be totally honest, if you're a Cowboys fan, the bigger issue is that you're that Stephen Jones, that's Jerry Jones' son, right? Right. He's the GM. Uh, Jerry's pretty much the GM, well, but we can Jerry's pretend. Jerry's a shot caller. I know, but. Didn't he say we're gonna start these negotiations at Todd Gurley money? Yeah. Big mistake. Big mistake. That's where you went wrong. You you told the man and you told the media and you told the public we're gonna start this negotiation at Todd Gurley money. The damn negotiation did not start start at Todd Gurley money. So if I'm Zeke, I'm forcing my way to feed feed me too. That's the thing, right? I, feed me. I gotta look, I gotta look out for me and my family. That's why I don't understand why people's biggest. What, what's the like? What's your what's your what's your issue with them? I mean you. Me I personally? Yeah. I got no issue. No, I, I, I don't get I, it. I, I don't. I'm. I'm. First of all, if I'm a fan of the Cowboys, I'm not. If I am, if I'm a fan of any team, if I'm a fan of the, the Chargers, I don't care. I don't care if you don't pay running backs. I don't care. Right. I'm with you. I don't care. Damian Damian Williams was a cast off. Okay. Kareem is. Hunt was a top six back in the NFL last year. Right. Okay. Damian Williams came in and gave you Kareem Hunt production because why not? 
Look at the offense he's in. It doesn't take anything super special to be there. Alfred Morris came in and gave you Zeke Elliott rushing numbers. Yeah. He doesn't have the same ability in the passing game as Zeke. I understand that. I agree. No, not many do. Zeke's, what, Zeke's a top two back in the league. I, no, that's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, exactly. So pay the man like he's a top two back in the league. If or you want to. let him walk. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm, I'm with you. Like, what is the, what's the issue here? Like, I, I feel like no matter how you look at it, you're going to be good if you're a Cowboys fan. You mentioned a minute ago Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley money. Yeah. Right? Todd Gurley's hmm. knees are jacked up right now, hmm. right? Hmm. Yeah? Didn't he, didn't he miss some time last year? Hmm. Okay, yeah. C.J. Anderson came in, correct? Yeah, he sure did. Did he get cut twice last year? Yeah, he sure did. And then signed in week freaking 13 of the NFL year? Something like that. It yeah, might not have been 13. It might have been 14. It might have been 12. But he signed late in the NFL season last year. Put up pretty good numbers, right? Put up Todd Gurley numbers. Yeah. He's fat. He was out of shape. He looked terrible. Because he'd been cut 18 times. Didn't matter, did it? Nope. Still put up numbers. You put in a you put in me you put me in a system where I can go do do work. I don't you it, running back is plug and play. Always has been, always will be. There's very few exceptions to that. Barry Sanders was a generational talent. Right. People like to throw that term out there, like like freaking uh, Saquon Barkley is a generational talent. He's Zeke Elliott. So is there two generational talents in this in this age group? No, they're they're plug and play guys. You can put any not any. You can put a lot of backs in the league right now into Ezekiel Elliott's situation, and guess what? They're going to shine. So why throw that money that you could be spending on your offensive line, who I know Cowboy fans think it's number one in the league still. Guess what? It's not. It's top eight to ten now, but it's not number one in the league anymore. This ain't four years ago. This ain't three years ago. The offensive line has been eh, iffy the last couple of years. Okay, I know Dallas Cowboys fans hate it, but Dak Prescott's a top ten quarterback in the league. Got to pay him. Okay, you can say what you want to, but catchable balls that he's thrown the last three years, he should be completing at about 70% of his passes. They've been horrendous at the receiver position. Yes. I mean, Alan Hurden's got on the field last year, for the love of God. Michael Gallup was a rookie. He played a lot. He didn't need to be on the field last year. He's a decent player eventually. He's not a great player as a rookie. That's okay. Des Bryant, the last two years of his career there, was abysmal, and I love Des Bryant. He I, was I terrible. Nobody created separation. He's throwing into windows that are freaking smaller than. Never mind. That window, that window's kind of yeah, no, I, I, yeah. He's throwing into tiny windows. Like nobody's creating separation on that roster right now. Sign Amari Cooper. Sign Dak Prescott. Thank your lucky stars that Zeke wants to walk and sign a random dum dum like TJ Yeldon to come in and do the same exact thing that Ezekiel Elliott's going to do. I, I totally agree. So then my last point here is running backs. We talked about Todd Gurley a little bit being banged up. Mm-hmm. So the entire NFL stands for not for long. The average career length on a running back is less than two and a half years. Less than two and a half years. So Dalvin Cook just came in the league and ter- yanks his ACL in this rookie year. Like I can, I can assure you, is a race to get to the second contract. A uh, race. So, and- so why, why fault these guys who are trying to them? I just don't get it. I just don't understand why. What is the problem with these guys trying to get to the second contract? There's no problem for me. That's me. I, I don't get, get it. I, again, if I'm a fan, maybe I'm different. Maybe, maybe I see it different as a not a fan because I'm not a fan of particular NFL no, teams. Not I, me either. I like, I enjoy fantasy football and I enjoy gambling. So I, I have weekly whatever. Whatever I like that week. Yeah. But get yours. If it takes sitting out, so be it. Like, 
You're giving up your own. I'm money. personally, as a GM, not paying a running back anything over ten million a year. Jump in a hole, but. I can appreciate GMs that say, you know what, this guy is a great talent. I'm going to give him his money. And they are, I promise you somebody will pay Z- Ezekiel Elliott next year, and that's okay. Or the cop, this, I mean, Zeke, I'm sure he has a no-trade clause or something like that, but trade him. Move him. As this a rookie, year. you can't have that in a crime. I'm sure he yeah, doesn't he have does. that in a contract. So they can move him? Well, I mean, Potentially. You know, maybe. But I just I, that's just my take on the as far as especially the running backs are concerned. And then the one thing I want to talk about that we didn't really touch on, but it's also about guys that are – complaining and bitching about money uh, is Jalen Ramsey with his deal because he's fixing to come up on his contract. Right. Try to get it try to get it extended. They didn't want to extend it. We've already agreed talked about this on Twitter. Maybe it's probably maybe it's the best decision for the Jaguars, blah blah blah. But he's not holding out. He's still practicing. He's still at camp. He's still playing. Do you want to know would you say I'll I'll pull you both. <laughs> in Jalen Ramsey in the NFL right. corners. Where is he where is he for you? Uh, he he's definitely top three, probably one. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take top three. Brad, one. Okay, do you know where he's paid on his on his team? On his team? On his team. Third. Third. So he's the best corner in the league, top three in the league. He's the third highest paid corner on his damn team. Right. Stop. Stop. Because those other two are on their second contract. Right. They're on exactly. They're on their second contract. Right. Rookie contracts like. You know you get paid on your second contract. That's why I'm okay with guys leaving college football early. Why well, go pay? Why well, go play for free? I mean, you come back and get your degree. Go get the freaking money. Come back and get your degree. Then go get a real job because we know it's not gonna last forever. I have no issue with it. I, I, I just, I just don't get the hate, man. I really don't understand it. Like, it making the, it's a business. This is a business. Right. And every, I, I listen. I know for a fact, people will come on Twitter tomorrow morning and say, "Could you do this at your job?" I don't know. I've never tried it. Maybe if I did, I could get more money next year. Hey, well, guess what, Joey? What? Um, no, I, I can't. I can't do it at my job. But you know what I can do? I can apply at other places. You can. I can. I can find a job that I like better, and I could probably go try and go get it. Let me ask you this: If you wanted to, just if you wanted to, and your production was well enough, mm-hmm. could you work at your job forever? Uh, yeah. If you wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. If I wanted to, and my production. And my and my pay was where I wanted to be. Right. I could work at my job forever. Yep. It, it, can Jalen Ramsey work at his job forever? No. Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, no. Melvin Gordon. No. So none of those guys can work at their job forever. No, actually, the numbers say less than two and a half years. Right, and that's again that's average, now, and that's that's they're, they're the exception. But okay, well, we're about to find out. We'll talk early. And I, let me ask you this: If you wanted to be an NFL cornerback, could you just go do it? Uh, absolutely not. This no. is the point okay. that I like better. No, I wasn't gifted that God-given ability. No. So I can't put myself in that conversation. That's not something I can go do. Me either. So you can sit here and say, well, you can't do it at your job. No, you're right. They're not working for $12.50 an hour either. No. You can't, you can't do what they, they do at their job. Yeah. Period. So that's, not, that, that's, app, that's apples to oranges. You're to not, me, it is. You're not comparing the same thing. That's, that's just me. I, hey, just, just me too. Me. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. All right, so that go ahead and uh, moves us into the next suggestion from Mr. Tyson Ellis. And, oh, J.T. Clark co-signed. We wanted to hear about it. A little baseball talk. They said they needed 10 minutes. We'll, we'll do our best. I don't know if we can get it 10 minutes, brother. We'll, we'll give it a shot. We could, always, we could always stall like we're doing right now. But. True. <laughs> Does this count as part of the 10 no, minutes? No, absolutely. absolutely. It's in the segment. It right. counts. Yeah, so I'm uh, trade deadline, Joey. Yeah. Biggest move, uh, most noteworthy. What do you think? I would say... 
the most noteworthy moves. I'm going to go with two, um, but they're by the same team. Mm-hmm. The first one, obviously, is uh, the Astros getting Zach Greinke. Yeah. Holy hell, the rotation is stupid. Yeah. Like, dumb, dumb. But They're already 9-1 out of their last 10. Yeah, very underrated move that they made was acquiring Aaron Sanchez, who hasn't really been very good since his 2016 season. Right. However, first start with the Astros, he's carrying a no-no into the seventh, so... <laughs> You well, know, a we little change think- of scenery and some things can happen. But listen, getting Grinky to go along with Verlander and Garrett Cole in a in a in a playoff series, you can't. It's. I mean, I don't know how you're gonna how you're gonna beat those guys at this point. And they're. I mean, they still have the same sticks they've always had. But that three man rotation in the playoffs is going to be hell. Yeah. No. I mean that they just made like they just. <laughs> They're committed, right? That's what they are. They're they committed. Are, they're committed. That's the uh, best way to best way to put it. And then on a, a six game winning streak, nine out of nine and one in their last ten. That's pretty damn strong. Um, the one I liked was um, Stroman going to the Mets. Uh, I thought that was a re- really big pickup. Oddly enough, they are also nine and one out of their last ten. So I think they're bolster bolster the bullpen and uh, bolster the, the pitching uh, the staff. I mean. I, Anytime you do that when they're in the wild card race like they are right now, I just think that's the the right move, and, and it's paying off already. It's funny with the Mets because everybody was like they're going to be sellers. They're trying to get rid of uh, Thor. They're yeah. trying to get rid of Wheeler, and then they go and acquire Stroman to kind of corner the market and say, "Yeah, we got them all. We got we got every tradable, you know, starting pitcher in the game." So you're going to get how much? How many prospects are you going to give us? Right. And the league was like, "Well, I guess we're not going to give you any." So they were like, "Well, screw it. We can try to win the wild card then." And hell, I think they're only one game back. Right. Yeah, no, exactly right. One game back out of the wild card right now. Like, I mean, yeah. The, again, that's you a take race right there. You take this rotation into the into the playoffs with Noah Syndergaard, mm-hmm. uh, Jake Degrom, Zach Wheeler, and now Marcus Stroman. Yeah, that's a pretty formidable rotation. Now they can't hit anything. No, but you don't really want to. They don't have to hit much. No, obviously not. Just give me a couple of runs. Yeah, I mean, I mean but Degrom's been dealing with this crap for a couple of years. Like last year, I mean, he, what was he thirteen and twelve and had a one point nine nine ERA or something? Won the Cy Young. Yeah, they, they're they're better this year as far as that goes. They're plus thirteen in run differential, which is a lot better than the negative that they were last year. However, plus thirteen is not very good. No, I mean, what you got one, two, you got five teams within four games. Shit, you can go seven teams within within four and a half games of the of the leader in the NL wild card race. Yeah, it's a tight race. That's a fun race. Who so did, it's a good time to get Stroman, right? I mean, that's a good move. I think it is. Well, Milwaukee's handling business right now, too, aren't they? Yeah, they're up six one on yeah. the TV behind your back. Yeah, I can't see it. So that, obviously, I, I feel like that the the, uh, the three divisions in the NL are. Uh, well, I mean, I think the East is pretty much a lot. I, I think Atlanta's got that under control. Um, I think the Cubs pretty much have that division under control. And then the Dodgers, there's zero chance that anybody can compete with the Dodgers in the West. So, who do you have in the wild card in the NL? Do you have any any sleeper takes? Do you have any uh, any hot takes? Do you have any jinx takes? Because I'm pretty good at those. Yeah, you're good at those. I'm gonna let you have the jinx take. I mean, I feel like <laughs> I feel like at some point St. Louis has to win a damn game. I mean, they're on a five game skid right now and only one game back in the NL. Um, I. I mean, I wouldn't bet against New York right now with the Mets. I mean, especially like we just talked about. It's unfortunate they can't hit, but if the bats ever do come half-ass alive, then, uh, I mean, they'll be somebody to absolutely look out for. But I guess my, my – it wouldn't be a sleeper because the, the cards are uh, 
only one game back, but they've lost five in a row. I feel like eventually they're freaking going to find a win and hopefully get on a little bit of a run. Yeah, I think that as crazy as this sounds, the Mets probably make it to the wild card game. I agree. And I think that they they win the wild card game, and I think it's going to be it's going to be kind of hell to get them out. I hope you didn't jinx them into it. Oh, I don't really care about the Mets anyway. So <laughs> I know. if I did, screw I kinda, them. I kind of like it, like what they have going though. Um, I mean, then they, you know, the, them and the Dodgers should be a pretty fun series, really. Yeah, it will be fun. Um, but I mean, if you look at run differential, hell, Arizona's got as good a chance as anybody. They're freaking plus seventy one this year in run differential. Damn it, man! Yeah, that's uh, third best in the league in the NL. Let me ask you a question off of the trade deadline, off of the wild card race. Do you think the game of baseball has gotten more, um, I don't want to say more better because that's not a word, but has, has, it, <laughs> has it gotten better or has it gotten... As far as gameplay? Yeah, gameplay. Like more advanced, more skilled maybe. Um, I mean, it's, it's really hard for me to say. One, I don't watch as much baseball as I used to See, because I just... Thing. That's why I turn to you. I don't, I don't, I don't watch enough baseball to, to, to give a real uh, opinion on that. You know, back when I was a little little younger, and even when my kids were a little younger, I, I could still stay up all night and watch highlights and watch baseball games on the West Coast and, and you know, still have a feel of what's going on. But, man, lately, it's time is hard. And I still don't go to bed early, but time is hard to find. And uh, I just don't watch as much as I used to. However, I do see game clips, and, I, and I, you know, I'm thankful enough to have SportsCenter at my, uh, at my work. And, I, you know, when I'm seeing patients and, you know, I'm not doing a whole lot, I can turn my attention to that. So I do get to see a little bit of highlights. And then, you know, I follow that Pitching Ninja guy on uh, Twitter. Yeah, and I appreciate that. I could, every time you retweet it or, or uh, tweet uh, JT, it notifies me for some reason. But I'm glad because everything that he puts filthy. out there is disgusting. Like he, filthy. You got guys throwing 98 that move like Greg Maddox is 87 used to. It's silly. I just feel like I'll answer the question since you danced around it. Thanks. I feel like because these guys are bigger, stronger, faster, I feel like the game has gotten maybe not necessarily more skilled, but more entertaining in the sense that balls go further, guys do things, guys hit balls harder, guys throw harder. Like, you can't argue that. Like, skilled, maybe not. Maybe you're not as finesse. Maybe not as good of a pitcher. Maybe you're, you are got some more throwers out there and not, not as many pitchers, but it, it's a little bit more entertaining. I don't want to say more entertaining. It is just as entertaining. Maybe that's where I'm going. This whole rhetoric or the narrative that baseball's dying and no one watches, and oh, we know it's on my TV right now. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying into that. So maybe not necessarily that the game is more skilled or more fun to watch, but the whole idea that no one's watching baseball. I know we just said we don't watch it, but <laughs> but it's on right now. But, but we still pay attention to it. Yeah, I, I don't. I and don't I'll, watch, I'll watch. Yeah, I don't watch enough to make an opinion or to have a, a strong enough opinion on something like that. But I don't. I'm not buying into that because these regional networks are still paying. Millions and millions and millions of dollars to watch these games, like you know, remember uh, Turner Sports or TBS? Yeah, we used to get the Braves. Yeah, like that was a huge contract. They're still paying those contracts to the regional markets. Right. So I, I'm 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 not buying that. That's why I was a Braves fan growing up was because of TBS. That's the only same. thing you could watch. Yeah, same. Like you got if you stayed home from school, you could get the WGN two twenty Cubs game. Yeah. But uh, yep. for the most part, it was seven oh five on TBS. You were, you were watching the Braves. It was thirty. It was channel thirty nine for us. It was channel thirty nine. Yeah, it sure was. You got, you got the Braves, so. and I enjoyed it. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I watch baseball now, I still enjoy the hell out of it. Like we're watching this, and I've you know during pauses or whatever, I've turned around. I'm like, dude, you got to watch this player. Or the, a few minutes ago, the damn catcher actually received the ball really well, which you know we I don't know if we've talked about here, but 
soon you may not have to do that because they're trying to take umpires out of games and hum- the human element they're trying to take it away which yes. I think is asinine but yes, whatever um, but when I do watch it like I really really enjoy where the game's at right now are these guys as skilled as Barry Bonds and King Griffey Jr.? I mean, who was yeah, in the, life? That's the hard part. Like, yeah. You know, but, I mean, you watch Mike Trout play baseball, and you, you're seeing a freak show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not going to argue that. Um, Where are we out of time? Did we get 10 minutes for you? <laughs> 10 minutes-ish. 10 minutes. I don't I have anything else as far as baseball other than... Uh, the AL wild card, and I mean... I've been on this train for a while, but Kevin Cash is the best manager in all of baseball, and nobody will ever convince me otherwise. I've met the guy personally. I've met his family. That's a that's a genuinely good good human being, um, and and obviously he's a damn good manager because the Mar the or sorry the Rays the Marlins Don't you dare to sorry the Marlins uh, just popped up on my on the TV and it confused he's got, me. He's got some dark too. Yeah, he did. Um, anyways, the Rays have one of the worst rosters in baseball. And that dude just wins 90 games. And it's unbelievable. They won 90 games last year, and they were atrocious. So, I like it. I like where the, where the Rays are at. I hope they get to the wild. Excuse me. I hope you get to the wild card. And I hope they, uh, I mean, they can't catch the Yankees. But I hope they, um, hope they make some noise. I'm all on board with the Rays, man. I love it there. Yeah. I, they're talking about moving to Canada, right? Yeah, they're the split 50-50. Half in Tampa, half in Montreal. St. Pete fans boycott it. I would never go to another They've game. They've been boycotting that shit for years. That's why they moved to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so, fully boycotted. Don't watch the damn games on TV. Hey, speaking of the Rays, did you see the Twitter war with the Rays and the Marlins? No, I didn't. Okay, know. well, I don't know. I don't remember how it started exactly. I should have pulled it up before I mentioned this, but whatever. I just thought about it when I, I saw the Marlins. That. Whatever. There. So, uh, the. I'm thirsty. The Marlins. <laughs> he's thirsty. The Marlins Twitter account posted some catch. Um, in the middle of the game or whatever, I guess the Rays won the game. And then the Rays Twitter account tweeted, why don't you show the last out? And so, oh, yeah. Yeah, so the Marlins came back with, well, your mascot killed Steve Irwin. What? Low. Low blow. Why? Why? Come on. Yep. They did not do that. They did. It was actually pretty funny. Cancel if, their Twitter, man. If you read the tweet, it was pretty no, funny. But then they, them, then they apologized, and they're like, hey, sorry, we, we shouldn't have said that. That was in bad taste. We love Steve Irwin. We think he's the greatest guy ever. Steve Crap Irwin like that. The yeah, there's no going no. back on that, but No. You get you get trounced <laughs> in Twitter world for yeah, messing with Steve Irwin. Well, it doesn't matter. Listen, that's the only thing I think every race, sex, whatever can agree on is Steve Irwin is the goat. <laughs> That is the internet's baby. You gotta leave that guy alone, man. (laughs) He got killed last year. Yeah, that's our uh, obligatory 10 minutes, 15 minutes on baseball. I enjoyed that, though. It wasn't the worst. Hey, real quick, I'm gonna put you on the spot again. Give me a World Series right now. Go. Here we go. (laughs) Um, Obviously, it's gonna be the Astros. I just feel like they're too tough. And I feel like, man, I, I don't think the Braves can get there, but I sure would like to see the Braves. So Astros Braves? Yeah, let's go Astros Braves for me. Okay, well the obvious answer is Astros Dodgers. That's the obvious one. That's the obvious answer. And I'm gonna um, throw in my Twitter or my my front porch sitting jinx and say Astros Dodgers. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah, done it. It's done. I called it. Won't happen. (laughs) No chance. (laughs) (laughs) All right, baseball talk over. All right, so gambling. Yeah, it's the last one. Gambling is up next. What you got? Um, thanks Tyler Rolf and again a co-sign from JT Clark on this one 
Does JT have an original thought? <laughs> I'm going to go with no. I've known the guy for a while, and I know for a fact the answer is no, actually. Okay. I'm kidding. He's All stupid. Right. Um, <clears throat> gambling, I love gambling. I could talk for days about gambling. Um, I'm not a I, – I don't really – I talk about futures like I do them a lot, but I really don't have very many futures out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, as far as like week one of the regular season, I, I just can't in good conscience do that because of all the injuries that can happen, whether it's fo- whether it's uh, NFL or college. Um, there are a few win totals in the NFL that I really like. <laughs> uh, sorry, Clayton, on an, in advance on this one, but Ooh. Denver under seven? <laughs> Gonna lock. Easy for you, huh? Lock. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars under seven and a half. Hey, bitch. Listen, swear to you. I saw it was at eight and a half, I believe, or like something like that somewhere. It's seven and a half right now, and I'm telling you right now that that. That's free money. I'm gonna go ahead and apologize to my wife now because I'm fixing to take the second mortgage out and put it on it. That's not good because you jinx the shit out of everything, bro. Don't I just their it. schedule is so good. Like it's as it's as difficult, hard. Right. hard. Like it's not because. They don't have enough talent to win seven games yeah. or eight games. It's because they don't like every game they play in the first six is tough. And then when you start the season, you know, one and five, it's tough to come back from that. I agree. Just saying. Um, and then the NCAA, uh, I'm not a huge UCF fan by any stretch, but they're minus 125 to, uh, to win their division. Not the conference, just their division. Um, That's it. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I know they're they're. Listen, they got some quarterback issues. They've got seventeen quarterbacks that are injured. Um, they know how to win, though. But they they've been winning for they several know, years. They know how to win. You don't have to like them, but they do know how to win. At yeah. least their division. Yeah, and then and the Big Ten. I, you know, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago in Nebraska. They're uh, they're three to one right now to win their division, which is the Big Ten West, which has exactly nobody in it with them. So. I like I like Scott Frost and Nebraska there. I do sure. too. I also like Purdue though. They're they're cool. the they're the uh, second. Purdue made me some money last year. No, sorry, they're third because Wisconsin Wisconsin is that they're the third favorite to win the, the division. I like Purdue. I think Purdue's got a chance to to win it, and I think uh, Nebraska. I mean, I, between the two of them, flip a coin, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'd probably have to go with Nebraska there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think cold I, without watching any games this season. Cold, I'd go to Nebraska. But I watched Purdue a lot last year because a lot of Vegas slept on them a lot, or not? They didn't sleep on them, but they covered every damn time. So uh, they were, it was it was our cash cow last year. Purdue's a fun team to watch because they have they have a lot of speed they in the Big fast, Ten, but they play fast. Yeah, in the Big tempo, Ten. Yeah, tempo, tempo, tempo. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's going to be the same with uh, and you know Purdue's got Rondell Jones, who's just yeah. an, an electric electric player. Yeah. But I think Nebraska's going to be similar. Oh, and now they have a, a, a whole year to learn the offense. They got a sophomore quarterback now. They, yeah, and Scott Frost, he, he's good, man. I love that guy. I do too. And they also have an electric playmaker in the name of Mike Williams. Where's he from? He's from uh, Lake City, Columbia, Columbia yeah, High City, School. Columbia. Lake City, Columbia. How about that? Yeah, he's a good player. Get him the ball. Get him the ball in space, and good things will happen. Nebraska. I've tweeted that. I don't know, uh, twelve times last year. Got to get him the ball. Got to get him the ball. If they get him the ball, which I think they will. Then uh, I, <laughs> they got skill players for sure. They do. Um, what do you got? Real quick before I go, what do you like betting? Real quick though, not a long answer. Do you would you prefer to bet NFL or would you prefer to bet college? I prefer to bet NFL. I prefer to watch college. 
Well, yeah, no. Watch is easy. Now, I feel like there's more mistakes made in lines in college because there's so many teams, so much stuff going on. That's I don't feel like there's as many mistakes made. I feel like they pretty much get the spread right. Damn, they're always in the NFL, or at least close. I think that's pretty pretty close to accurate. I'm just probably not well-rounded enough anymore. See, now, five, six, seven years ago, I feel like I had a chance, yeah. but I'm not as well-rounded as I used to be, and, and I don't I – don't, Study it as much. I mean, I, see, I have a formula, and I'll show you, I'll show it to you later. Here, as soon as we get off air, I'm not giving it to the people right now. Later, later, I'll give it to them. Teaser? Yeah, for sure. Is that a, a is that a teaser yeah, for yeah. a future episode? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some money in people's pockets. Seriously, I will. Well, we'll see how it goes for the first couple of weeks. If it goes well, if it holds true. Then we'll talk about it, and seriously. then we can we can we can possibly do this. But prior to week one, I think this could be a good episode right yeah, here. We can fine tune it. We can fine tune it. But uh, but anyways, I, I'm not good enough to exploit the weaknesses. Usually, um, gambling Twitter is a great place. Yes. And but I'm so lazy anymore that I just go to them for for a lot, and I yeah, shouldn't. Instead of doing your own research, instead of doing my own yeah. research, which I used to do. But see if you get a little if you get like a little system of things that you're looking for, and then you add it with that, and you see. What they're saying plugs into what your what your stuff shows you. Then I'm like, okay, I feel real good about that one. Yeah. So I, I use it. It's a crutch for me too, but not maybe not as much. Like like me and Brad do this on like a Sunday. We'll come in in here. We'll write the teams we like, why we like them. I can't tell you why we like them because there's 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 like little formulas or little um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Aaron? It's not an algorithm. But it's similar. There's features. Like, there's things that they have in their mashup this week. Like, I can't even say it. But certain things, I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're coming off of this. They're going here. Right. They're kind of things that makes that team Any, yeah, yeah. People can say what they want, but there's trap games in, in college and NFL. 100%. So, like, for example, like, one game I have, one, one, I have two bets right now. Like I said, degenerates are the only ones that are betting futures right now. Um, I'm one of those. But I have... I have Florida State covering uh, against Boise. They're min- I got them at minus four. Um, it's in Tal- I mean, it's in uh, Jacksonville. It's going to be hot as hell, humid. Florida State will go fast. I'm not saying bet that one, but if you're a Seminole fan, I don't hate it. I- I've got some little inside track at, at fall camp, and so far, all is well. Um, <laughs> and they also are going to be running a 3-4. And stop listening to these stupid-ass sports writers. It's not a 3-4 with three down linemen and four linebackers. It's, it's going to be a damn 3-4. With a stand-up rush in, stop it. Trust me on this, please. Joey, you saw what I saw. I have inside heat on this one. It's going to be a freaking – it's going to look like a 4-3 with one guy on the line of scrimmage standing up. I promise. Still stop. minus four, by the way. I just had to look. Stop listening to these jackasses saying it's going to be the freaking Josh Kando, 6'7", 280. is going to be playing outside linebacker, dropping into the flats. Stop. Inside information here at the front porch. Stop it. Three, four, kind of. Yeah, with a buck. It's a jack, buck, whatever you want to call it. Stand up, rush, outside linebacker. Um, and then the other one I have is Clemson winning the Atlantic. Um, just their side, just the Atlantic. Not the ACC, just the Atlantic. I got them at minus 355. Um, it was free money at that point. Um, it is now, what, minus 650? Uh, I think it's 600, yes. 600. So, yeah, don't bet that anymore. That would have been a good one to tell you about two or three weeks ago. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, I got that line at 355, minus 355. So, that's free money at, uh, at that point. Um, but, yeah, don't 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 mess with that right now, minus 600. Hey, can I give you a little fun fact? That's all I got right now. Can I yeah. give you a little fun fact? Yeah, what you got? 
on my on my sports book that I use, mm-hmm. there is no um, there is no odds for the ACC Coastal Division. <laughs> so you mean Miami's not the favorite? Well, there is no favorite because right. apparently they all suck. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The big bad Miami is going to supposedly blow out the Gators, or they don't even have a they're not they're not even they're not even favorite. There is no favorite. I mean, it is a wide ass open division. That's weird that they don't have a number at all, though. I. That's weird, right? I'm what still looking. I'm still looking. No, I, I, it's, I don't think it's there. Miami is the second favorite overall to win the, the ACC, though. So they're the favorite at eight to one. So they have to be the favorite. You might not be able to bet on them right now. Right. It's all. It's not what? on the board right now. No. What about the SEC? What are? Uh... Let me ask you this. All right. If God, that's a huge number still. What? Eight to one? No, Clemson to win the ACC in general. Like, because you said you having to win the Atlantic. Yeah. Obviously, we none of us here on the front porch think that anybody on the coastal has any chance to beat Clemson. No. Why not take them there too? But it's minus four. I mean, it's minus four hundred. No, I can't do it at minus four hundred. So, Why? in relative terms, to for people that don't really really know, if you bet four hundred dollars, you win a hundred. Right. So, if you lose that bet, you lose four hundred. If you win that bet, you only win a hundred. Right. But you risk four hundred. Yeah, you have to bet four hundred to win one hundred. Right, that's that's a lot. But again, I mean, uh, even with certain injuries, I I mean, they have to be really see, injury ridden. Well, I feel like Clemson's toughest battle will come from the Atlantic, even if it's not Florida State, maybe Virginia. Um, but it, the, out of the out of the coastal, I mean, what you got? Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Miami, North Carolina. I mean, the only one out of there that's could be anything. Virginia's actually in the coastal. Virginia is in the coastal. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so it's NC State and um, NC State's in the Atlantic, as well as yeah, it's Boston College, Clemson, Florida State, Syracuse. Louisville, NC State, Syracuse, Wake Forest. Syracuse is yeah. the. I meant to say Syracuse. So I like Virginia out of the coastal over anyone out of the coastal. What's Virginia's odds in the ACC? West Virginia or Virginia Tech? You mean Virginia? Virginia. Just what's Virginia? Gotcha. Sorry, what's I thought you. Virginia's my odds? bad. Sixteen to one. I like them way better than Miami. That's to win the whole ACC. Again, right. the Coastal's not on here, so I don't know. Right, but Miami is eight to one. Miami is eight to one. Yeah, so I, I think there's a flip flop in my opinion. I think I think Virginia will win the Coastal. Although I haven't looked at the record, so their ACC schedule may be tough. I know that they do have Florida State, which I know isn't saying much from last year. But they do have them at home. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they, we got to travel there. Yeah, and, that, and a lot of people, a lot of people pick Virginia to win that game. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. That's pretty much all I have there. That's pretty much all I have on gambling. I only have a couple out right now. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'll talk. We'll we'll work on this next podcast where I can. I might I might shed some light on this uh this feature. We might have to might have to do a little bit like tag a couple friends, blah blah blah. Get get something going to where we can uh you know teach people how to make a little bit of money. I like that. I like where your head's at there. Um, and then you can take some of the ideas and make it your own. You don't have to. You may not agree with what I think works or what. I I mean yeah. I I can't go into it yet, but. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing with gambling, man. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat, and yeah. it's it's the same. I mean, there's there's different ways to make money. I mean, every not every way is going to make money for every person. Yeah. Um, and gambling's difficult. Let me just say that. Like, oh, if you no. think you're just going to come in and just no. throw some money into an account and turn a hundred dollars into a thousand in twenty minutes, oh, no, oh. it's just not going to work. It, that's not how it goes. Just it's trying to turn a hundred into five hundred. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, that's how, that's for a I'm, season. I'm, for a season. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. I'm, then I'm happy as hell. Of course. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Back to the NFL. Sorry, I meant to say this earlier, and it just came to me. Back to the NFL. The reason I like betting the NFL more, I have a little system myself. Okay. Um, and it's not foolproof, but if listen, if you're a gambler, and you gamble every weekend on, on, on 
football, mm-hmm. and you go sixty percent, you're you're one of the best in the world. Yeah. Okay. Fifty-six, fifty-seven is you're you're getting that's your, that's a little bit of profit. Yeah, do it for a living at that point. Right. Sixty percent is is considered basically professional. Like you you I watched the show. I don't remember what the damn show was called now, but it was on Showtime. Right. And those professional games, and that's what they're talking about. Their number, their number, their goal number is always going to be sixty percent. Yeah. Anybody on Twitter that you follow, their goal number will be sixty percent. If they get to sixty, they know it's bam, bam. Let's let's cash. Yeah. It's cash season. So don't expect to just go in, dominate, whatever. But over the last couple of years in the NFL, there's a couple of different apps I use: Sports Insights, the Action Network. They both pull percentages from certain uh, sports books, reputable sports books. In the NFL, if you got a team that's got 75% of the public money on one team, bet the other one. Right. You're going to win 65% of the time. 65? 65. 5% over the professional's goal. 5% over. The problem with it is is the discipline. Yeah. And that, and so you can do that and win, but then the discipline, those other, you know, because there, be, there might be one to two a week that way. Yeah. And, it just say let's just say you're a hundred dollar better. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 not. Yeah. Like you see that two weeks in a row, and you're like, oh man, I could turn this and make it this. And so then you you put put those fifty fifty games out there, which is what Vegas and and the offshore books want say, you to do, and that's when you get in trouble. I was gonna say, if, hence me. If that's your, <laughs> I, I, love, I love you, but if that's your personality, you don't need to be gambling. Right, you know what I mean? Like you, you have to, you have to be disciplined, or you're going to lose your ass. If you start chasing bets late in the night, yeah, <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah, and I, I'm, I know I've talked about this on another pod, but there's been times in my life where I'm like, it's one thirty in the morning, and I'm freaking watching Hawaii and and California play <laughs> freaking college basketball, and I'm like, what am I doing right now? Oh, basketball is even worse. I don't think you're going. I will that. say this though. I will say this about college basketball. Sorry, this is a little bit longer than I anticipated this going. But college basketball, during the middle, like the very beginning, the first month and a half of college basketball, you talked about college football having bad lines. Yeah. College basketball has the worst lines because they don't care. Because very few people are betting college basketball at that time because everybody's focused on football, right. college football and the NFL. So the worst lines that you'll get, or the best lines for you as a gambler, as a, yeah. are the very beginning of college basketball season, the first month, month and a half. And there's a couple of guys on Twitter that if you follow them, that really know, and some of them don't even gamble. They just know the freaking game, and it's stupid how well they know it. Yeah. But if you follow them and just read some of their tweets, I mean, you can you can make some pretty good money the first month and a half of college basketball season. I'll okay. share that with you. Yeah, I'll share we'll, the people. Yeah, we'll we'll touch on that when it gets a little bit closer. And yeah. I'll share that with you uh, with you as well. Hey guys, if you like the show, um, like retweet. We are so close to football season. It's going to be on on and popping. I know everyone wants uh, fancy football. Um, so do I. It's my, it's I, yeah, my baby. Us too. Us too. We really do. But we got. It's got to get a little bit closer, and then we'll start rolling into that stuff. Um, you know, we're, we're working on some things, having multiple shows per week. So hang with us. Tell a friend, a podcast listening friend. We'd appreciate it. Um, Brad. Well, gambling went long. It's because we love it, guys. Uh, tune in because Chris does have some pretty good formulas. So does Joey. That's gonna be an interesting show. Get a little closer to fantasy football. Give me a good ass time, and we're not that far away from football. I mean, I can't wait to watch you up in Miami. I neither. I can't wait. <laughs> gonna be so exciting. That's gonna be it for tonight from the porch guys. 
It's been Bradford Douglas along with Joey Edge and Chris Martinez. Do you want to say hey since you did it at the beginning? No, I'm good. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> stop shaking your head. Anyway, this will be it. See you next time, Senators.
So much, so much, so much, uh...